Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify. I'm not going to try to do the the Jermaine woohoo, and I and he's going to get on my he's going to get on my ass because this is the first time I've ever opened a podcast. But welcome back to Room 303. This is episode 65, part number one. This is the NHL playoff preview. I, as always, am Nick Morahan, and I am joined today not by Jermaine because he is working like a schlub. But I'm joined by podcast Room 303 NHL analyst Nevada Putnam. How the hell are you, Nevada? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing good. Just got back. It's it's great to be back in the good old US of A. Uh, apparently, some things have happened while I've been gone, but this isn't a political podcast, so we're not going to discuss any of those. What we're talking about today is the NHL preview. The NHL season is largely over. I believe that it ends on the 13th, right, of May. It ends in the next two days. Yeah, roughly. I mean, uh, for the teams that still got to finish their playoff spots here in the next couple of days. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty much done and wrapped up. Yeah. So that what well, the, the playing off Nevada, it is, it is all the playoff spots have been uh, clinched and solidified. We are only waiting on one division, the wet or yeah, the West between Vegas and Colorado uh, to be clinched. And that Colorado has a game in hand on Vegas and Vegas has one game left. So that that will come down as as of note, Colorado is the odds on favorite to win the West, even though they are two points behind. So it'd be interesting to watch. But we'll start off the podcast, as we always do, with a trivia question. But a special bonus episode gets a special bonus question. So we have two questions in trivia for you today. So our first trivia question is, what is the most combined penalty minutes in a single period in NHL history? What is the most combined penalty minutes in a single period in NHL history? And I'll even double it. I'll say, what is the most com- most penalty minutes combined in a single game in NHL history? And then because we have Podcast Room 303 uh, hockey analyst, uh, emphasis on the anal uh, on the podcast, he his special trivia question was, how many teams who won the President's Trophy, which is given to the team that finishes the regular season with the most points in the NHL, also won the Stanley Cup. So how many teams who won the President's Trophy for most points at the end of the regular season also won the Stanley Cup? As of note on the President's Trophy, it started in 1985 to 86. So there's been about 35, not about, there's been 35 teams who have won the President's Trophy. The President's Trophy, I just said President's Cup. Yeah, and as a hint for everybody who's listening, uh, the percentage who have won both uh, is about the same as the Podcast Room 303 blow rate. Listen, our blow rate has been down lately. I do have to say a, a non-related uh, Nick talks out of his ass for Podcast Room 303. Jermaine and I last episode said that Peyton Manning was the second overall pick in the 1998 draft. Uh, our uh, editor, our executive producer, also the Podcast Room 303 hockey analyst, uh, informed me that uh, everyone seems to always uh, reject that Peyton Manning was not the first overall pick, but he was indeed the first overall pick of the 1998 draft. So Ryan Leaf was the second pick and still one of the one of the biggest uh, draft busts of, of all time. 
Could you imagine if you're indie and you pick Ryan Leaf and you're like, we got this. We got our guy. We got this. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine and being it, indie and like picking a guy like John Elway and then he doesn't even play for you? Well, I was going to say like Indy's probably got the best QB draft luck in the history. They get Elway, who never played, but you still got him. You got Andrew Luck. You got PFM. What was it with Elway? He wanted to play for the Yankees or something, or he he didn't want to. He just didn't want to play for the Colts. Yeah, he did not like. He was the <laughs> owner, if I remember right. So yeah, he threw a temper tantrum and was like, "Bang! I'll go play with New York Yankees." Not going to play for you anyway. Yeah. Uh, did you know that the uh, San Diego Padres have drafted more uh, Super Bowl MVPs than the uh, Atlanta Falcons? <laughs> that's uh, that's just a hit against the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons because it's necessary. Well, let's jump into this uh, into this NHL season preview. So we'll 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 go over the divisions and then I'll I'll talk about some of the props I made at the beginning of the year. Uh, Nevada will go into uh, into his awards, his regular season awards, uh, and then we'll kind of talk about uh, as we go what we think the playoffs are going to look like. So we'll start with the Honda West this year, Nevada. Obviously, our favorite division. As both uh, diehard Colorado Avalanche fans, uh, so Vegas leads right now. They have 80 points. Uh, Colorado's in second place. Minnesota's in third, and St. Louis is far behind uh, in fourth. Really, I, I think when we talked about this at the beginning of the year, there was there hasn't been any surprises this year. Maybe we thought you know Colorado could have started a little bit faster, but they got hit by injuries in the first month of the season, and, and that kind of held them back. Yeah, um, yeah. the West has pretty much been exactly as it played out. Um, Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis. I mean, towards the middle part of the season there, it's kind of like, is St. Louis actually going to play like St. Louis and win some games? Um, but, yeah, other than that, it pretty much played out. I was not expecting Minnesota to be as tough and competitive as they are. I figured they'd be the four seed. Like if you flipped St. Louis and Minnesota points, 75 and 59, that would have made a lot more sense. But, yeah. um, you know, Minnesota, a team full of old guys and Kirill, the thrill of Kaprizov. Yeah. Um, you you, just, you would have thought you would have thought in this division that Arizona would have done a little bit better. You would have you would have really liked for if you're a Coyotes fan to see Arizona do better. But they just I, I think they were kind of running on borrowed time the last couple of years and just barely snuck into the playoffs. Yeah, they were, I mean, they, they had plenty of opportunities. They almost did it. Um, but towards the end there, he just, just ran out of real estate. So, um, you know, having Darcy Kemper, their starting goalie, get injured probably didn't help too much. Um, yeah. But when you look at them for the year, for the season, as of right now, uh, Arizona's goal differential is minus 23. Yeah. Um, the top three teams are at least plus 29. We got... Vegas at plus 61, Colorado plus 54, Minnesota plus 29, and St. Louis sneaks in there at minus 9. So they're basically even. So minus yes. 23 is not going to cut it. St. St. Louis and Montreal are the only two teams out of the 16 that have a minus goal differential on the year. So that's that's the West. The West kind of kind of shook out uh, where we want to see it where where or what we what we predicted it what we predicted it is. We'll move to this the Discover Central. So in the Discover Central uh, the Carolina Hurricanes uh, clinched the division. Uh, like I said, the, the West is the only division that is not clinched right now. So Carolina first, they clinched the division. The Panthers second, the Lightning third, uh, and Nashville fourth. Uh, Carolina had 80 points. The Panthers had 79 points. Uh, Lightning had 75. Nashville had uh, 64. Next closest team, Dallas. Uh, uh, and then Chicago, did the dead things, and Columbus. Uh, hand clap for the Detroit Red Wings for not being the worst team in hockey, I guess, uh, in a historic year for the Buffalo Sabres. The, they managed to avoid being the worst team in hockey. But y- you have to say the two top teams have to be the biggest surprise in the Central. I didn't see Carolina winning it, and I, I, I didn't even really see – I saw Florida kind of as, as, as that you know, sneak-in team that we're talking about where Tampa Bay absolutely runs roughshod over this division. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody probably would have thought, you know, it's Tampa. Tampa's going to show up. They got the the goalie. They got everybody's coming back. Um, they should have been 
or people think they were going to be number one. Granted, they were only out of it five points, but still. Um, but yeah, Carolina. Carolina held, headed up by Rod the Bod Brindamore. Um, just, he, I think, I saw the stat, his career head coach winning percentage is like 640. Wow. He's just killing it. Um, but yeah, Carolina, they got all the, they got three levels of goaltenders um, that can get you some wins. Same thing with Florida. Um, Florida's big loss about halfway through the season was their shutdown defenseman, Aaron Ekblad. Um, so we'll see but how that turns trucking. out. Yeah, they kept trucking, yeah. but yeah, they did. And they, Florida mollywopped Tampa. They just owned Tampa in the season series. Um, and even down the stretch here in the last few games, um, they had Vasilevsky's number. So that's going to be a very interesting uh, playoff matchup. Yeah. And then Smashville. You, you, you got to think with Carolina, right? If Cara, if, if this continues, Carolina had kind of that, that young team last year that we were really surprised at. Have they, you know, it's, it's kind of too early to tell, right? But being a professional podcaster, I have to ask this question. Is this, is this going to be the, the Carolina Hurricanes that we see five, ten years in a row now? Or is this, is this catching lightning in a bottle in a shortened season? Um, probably a little bit of both. I don't know how much, you know, five or ten years they're going to be. Um, they, I know they had some issues this past offseason or the offseason before with the whole Sebastian Ajo uh, contract. He's their 1A, 1B offensive guy. Um, Toronto, I believe it was Toronto, put in an offer sheet for Sebastian Ajo, which doesn't have it's like an unwritten rule that you don't fuck with other people's other teams' players like that. Um, so they figured that out, but yeah, I think they could, um, they'll probably regress to the mean a little bit, but I think they should more than, more than likely be a three, four, five seed kind of, kind of team every year. And then that, and then that final team in the central there, just looking at NHL.com and looking at the standings, Nashville, I don't know why my eyes gravitated to this, but they are the only team in the NHL that is unbeaten in, in shootouts. They're five and oh in shootouts. How do you think that's going to play in the playoffs, Nevada? Well, <laughs> most uh, there are no shootouts in the playoffs, so I don't oh, think that'll well, be an issue. Uh, All right, so they're well yeah, they're well prepared. The uh, yeah, Smashville turned it on uh, towards the end of the season to um, get get hot and get in the playoffs. Uh, the goaltender UC Saros just turned it on, um, stood on his head, was just unbelievable. Dallas had the opportunities. They were kind of floundering there um, and just never quite got hot. And then Nashville was just so much more consistent and was just grabbing points when they could. Especially helps when you get five shootout wins, right? Yeah. I Just looking, really looking. We've gone through two divisions right now, but really looking at the standings so far, there's a really big points gap. And I would say talent gap. You know, it can be accounted for injuries and stuff like that. Like you, you already talked about the Darcy Kemper thing. But the top four teams in the division are the best four teams in that division. And it's it shows it in the West, five points. The Central, we just got to. Nashville is by Dallas. The closest margin is by four points. That's They have Dallas by two wins, right? We'll talk about the East here shortly, but... 11 points the Islanders have over the Rangers. And then finally, the North, another uh, nine points that Montreal is over Calgary. There was really no team that you were like, ah, I could give and take before the four and five team. The four seeds are the be- are the fourth best team in the conference. And then, uh, and then also, building off that, you know, aside from the North, which we'll get to in a second, the top three teams are the dominant teams. The top three teams are the best teams. And then they're that top tier of teams. Yeah, it, it's kind of surprising how it worked out that way. Um, but, yeah, you can look down at the, the teams that didn't make it, and you can be like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, you know, I think the one that maybe kind of stood stood out is maybe had an outside chance of making it um, was probably Chicago. Um, so I know Jermaine's going to be happy to hear that. You know, had they had a healthy Kirby Doc and or Jonathan Taze, they probably could have done it because Patrick Kane was on fire for – a large portion of the season yeah. and their rookie goaltender surprisingly 
was playing like a, a vet. So, but yeah, other than that, it's it's pretty cut, clear and dry as far as how the standing shook out. Yeah. So we'll move, we'll move to the uh, Mass Mutual East now. Uh, Pittsburgh clinched the division with 77 points. Uh, Washington was second with 75. Boston was third with 73. And the Islanders, really, that this is the one division that kind of it gets all muddled. Uh, the Islanders were fourth with 71. All of those teams that I just mentioned had at least a plus 27 goal differential. None of them had more than eight losses at home. And aside from the Islanders, were all had all positive records uh, away from home. So I this I, I'll, I'll I'll say it at first. I think that really any team, any one of these teams, is a dangerous team. Pittsburgh, Washington, but none, none of these four teams want to face each other, and nobody wants to face any of these four teams because it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a seven game series. Yeah, I think this this division might be. Between this and the West is going to be the most fun to watch. Um, I think they already announced uh, Saturday night uh, prime time. It's Boston and Washington in the first round. That's, 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 not, a, that's, great, not, that's a great first round matchup. Yeah. So that's, that's not that, for the that, conference. That, that, that brings up a good point, right? We we haven't talked about how the playoff is formatted. So the playoff is formatted. You have to play until you get out of your division, until you start playing the conference. So. One four teams go in, one team comes out, and then you're you're already in the you're basically already in your your conference finals. How does it break out after that? So you know, obviously, in the the one will play the four, the two will play the three. Right. Yeah. So, um, like winner you lose winner. Yep. Um, so you know, we'll take the East for example, since we're talking about them. Pittsburgh, the one seed in the division, plays the Islanders, number four seed in the division. You know, whoever wins then plays the winner of 2-3. Those two teams then play for, quote-unquote, the division. Then you have a division winner. So once all four divisions have their division winner, then those uh, teams get reseeded based on Mm. the regular season points. So, you know, if the Avs or uh, the Knights win the President's Trophy, they're the number one seed. And then, you know, say the Islanders win with 71 points, um, and Toronto wins their division with 76. Then you have Toronto as a number two, you know, the Islanders is number three, and then whoever's number four just kind of res- res- reshuffles itself um, for those quote-unquote conference championships. But, uh, yeah, the playoffs themselves are going to be nasty because yeah. um, it's not one versus eight. It's one versus four, and for a lot of these teams, you're kind of starting at like the semifinals for the conference. And that's your opening round. We, we, we're, we'll talk about it in a second with individual player props. But now that I think back at it, the New York Rangers were, were, my, were my darlings to at least make the playoffs. Uh, and with a plus 20 goal differential, but only a 54% point percentage, that's not going to get you in the playoffs, not in this division. No. Uh, and then, and yeah, I, I agree. I had the Rangers. I think I had the Rangers and I had Philly. Uh, yeah. Get in the playoffs and Philly shit the bed. That, that has to, the, the, the Flyers have to be the biggest disappointment of the of the season, right? Yeah, um, yeah, especially from last year where they were in the contention for uh, yeah. President's Trophy. They made now the this conf- year- they made the conference uh, they made the conference finals last year, didn't they? I believe so. Either that or Simmons. I can't remember, but um, look that up. He's not yeah. here as our intern. Oh yeah, he's he's also absent today. Typical intern behavior. Doesn't show up to work on time. So uh, so he's he's not here. Hey, can't fire. Can't get fired if you don't work. That's right. Um, but yeah, Philly just ugh, minus thirty eight goal differential in the year. That's 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 terrible. That's that's that is terrible. And then, of course, the Buffalo Sabres round out the bottom of the East. I just have to give an honorable mention. Only 33% point percentage. Only 33% uh, of their points they they earn. So moving on to the Scotia North. So Toronto clinched the division with 76 points. Uh, Edmonton clinched the uh, – or Edmonton was second, sorry, with 70 points. Winnipeg third with 59. And Montreal uh, fourth with with 58. Uh, There could be a little bit more. Uh, reshuffling of these sta- of of the standings, either you know, speaking of Winnipeg and Montreal, uh, Montreal has one game left. Winnipeg has a game in hand. Obviously, two games left 
and a one-goal lead. As I mentioned before, Montreal is the only team other than the Blues to have a negative uh, goal differential. Yeah, this was uh, pretty much what you expect from uh, this division. Um, I will admit... Does does Edmonton have anyone else other than Leon Dreisel or Connor McDavid? No. Connor McDavid has 100 points in a 56-game season, and... He's he's at one oh two right now. And 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 they're and they're at in second. Yeah. Um, you know, Tyson Berry occasionally will catch fire. Um Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Um you know, he's okay, he can pop up here and there, but man. Yeah, it is if McDavid gets hurt or Dreisaitl gets hurt. Or God forbid both of them get hurt. Then <laughs> or just don't, just, or just, or just have an off day in a seven game series. If they have one or two bad days in a seven game series, they're done. Oh yeah, because their goaltending is is not good. Their defense really isn't that great. So yeah, it is all led by those two. So um, I would say that this is this is the um, the uh, counterbalance to the the East. I think this is the worst division. And I, and I, you know, we talked about it. We said that, you know, we, we were talking pre-show and, and we said that, you know, that, that uh, Montreal could eliminate Toronto in the, in the first round. It, it is, it is Toronto's, uh, Toronto hasn't made it. I, I'll have to look it up, but Toronto hasn't made it out of the first round in years. Uh, this has to be the year they make it out, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> They should on paper. Yeah, there's no reason they should not get out. Um, it, it is. But, it, it is. It is the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I'll say this: anything can happen. But it certainly looks like the team that makes it out of the North is is going to lose. Basically, guarantees the number one seed a, a trip to the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> yeah, Toronto. Toronto on paper should definitely win. Um, <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say because, yeah, you. it's easy to look at the standings and how they play it and be like, oh, yeah, Tr- Toronto's, Toronto's making it out, this. right? Yeah. They, so They have to be making it out, right? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is their so, year. This is, if any year, it's this year. Right. So the, the Maple Leafs' last playoff win or last series playoff win, would you like to take a guess what year? The Maple Leafs' last series win. Yes. Is it just? Is it? Is it before Mark Messier was in the league? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I would say 1998. No. Um, oh, 2004. 2004. Yes. <laughs> 2004. All right. Cool. I was like, so, it yeah. couldn't have been any time in the last ten years. So. After the 2004 season, then they had the lockout in 2004 and five, and then the Maple Leafs decided, "Eh, screw it, we're not going back to the playoffs until 2012-2013." So that was their last series win was in 2004, and then they take eight nine years off, and then they decide, "Eh, "You know what? Let's go back and just get knocked out of the first round every single year after." Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, their history is god awful. Um, but you know, they got Austin Matthews, who's a scoring machine. Um, he, he has to be the ugliest superstar in hockey. Oh, that's, is, Austin, that's a, is, Austin, is Austin Matthews the ugliest superstar in hockey? Tell the that people is a, about it. That, that is a dirty caterpillar he's got on his face. He, he is just, it looks like the mustache is constantly trying to get away from his face. Oh man, but he plays it so well because he gets these shitty suits too. So oh, like, he's just, he looks he's like he's just straight a, out of his... He's just a schmarmball. He can sell. Yeah. You can see he just sells used cars without without any engines. I think maybe the ugliest might be Connor McDavid. He looks like he's fourteen going through puberty. That's that's true. Just that is true. Nasty all right, Connor Mc. All right, you heard it here first from from hockey and room three three hockey analyst Nevada Putnam. Connor McDavid is the ugliest superstar. Stand. All right, so let's all right, all right, so let's 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 go through uh, each division, right? So we talked about each division. Let's just say the standings are what they are. There's obviously a couple games left. The let's uh, so who who makes it out of the West? So Vegas plays St. Louis and Colorado plays Minnesota. Take us through those matchups. Um, yeah, so if uh, Vegas 
play St. Louis, saying Vegas gets num- number one seed. Uh, St. Louis, that's a nasty matchup. Um, St. Louis, for the last couple weeks, well, probably more than that, about a month or so, they've been playing like St. Louis playoff hockey. Mean, gritty, um, and just will knock the snot out of you. So that'd be very tough, uh, but I'll give it to Vegas. Um, they are one of the more deeper teams in the league, uh, from first line to fourth line, all D pairings. And they got a 1A and a 1B goaltending tandem with Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard. Um, and Marc-Andre Fleury, if he continues to play like he has in the regular season, uh, that's going to be very difficult to stop. Um, Colorado, Minnesota, as long as Colorado holds on to uh, second place and has home field ice, or home field ice, home, home ice. Home field ice. <laughs> yeah. Um, then are, I think putting, they, are, they, are they icing over Coors Field? I think it'd do that itself. Couple, couple more. Yeah. They, they said that there was nothing happening at Coors Field this year, so they decided <laughs> to use that as an outdoor rink. Zing! Um, the Rockies are low. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, Col- I think Colorado should be able to get that one. It'd probably be like a six or seven game series just because it's Minnesota. Um, I think the big thing on that, well, for Colorado, for the playoffs in general, is just being healthy. So if they're healthy, then you'll be all right. Um, but yeah, um, so between Vegas and Colorado, um, that's just going to be a slobber knocker of a series. Um, so I would, based on home ice and everything like that, and the way Mark Andre play, Mark Andre plays against uh, Colorado, I would actually have to go with Vegas. Mm, that's 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 a little bit of a blow. So Vegas is Vegas is winning the West. All right, let's talk about the Central. So Colorado is going to play Nashville. Or, sorry, Carolina is going to play Nashville. A little slip of the tongue there. Uh, Carolina plays Nashville, and Florida plays Tampa Bay. Yep, another great... Uh, I, I don't want to say it, but I think it's going to be a Tampa Bay-Nashville type uh, final. Uh, no, I... I, 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 Carolina I, I still, I'm still sticking by my guns and saying Tampa Bay is the best team in this division. I think right now, yeah, you'd probably say so, because especially with all the playoff experience they have... Um, you know, we'll see how much that actually plays into a factor. They always say experience and defense, you know, will help win championships. But I don't know. Florida has been a real thorn in the side of Tampa this whole year. Um, Florida has been bullying Tampa. Um, but as far as Carolina and Nashville, I'll take Carolina on this one. Um, like I said, they got the goalies. Uh, UC Soros with Nashville, the goalie there. He's been red hot. Um, but I think just the talent alone and more depth for Carolina. Their top end talent is just head and shoulders above Nashville. So I'll go with Carolina, Florida and Tampa is going to be one hell of a series. Um, like I said, Florida's own Tampa in their regular season. Um, and in the last, um, uh, let me get it right here. The last two games, um, between Florida and Tampa, Florida has gotten to Vasilevsky, the star goaltender, Vasilevsky gave up four goals in two periods, and he he's done that three times in the last seventy three games, all three of them to Florida. So his confidence is shaken against the uh, against the Panthers. Yep. So, and one of Florida's uh, trade targets, Sam Bennett, is is a big pickup. He's reliable. He can pretty much do everything. Um, but he's a guy that can help you go through the playoffs. Um, and again, Florida has a strong goalie rotation you don't want to flip-flop goalies in the playoffs but uh between Bobrovsky, Drager and Spencer Knight that could be big the wild card for Tampa is they will more than likely get Nikita Kucherov back so that could be interesting depending on how well he comes back and how he plays but um I'll go I'll go with the history for this year and I'll go with Florida on this one Florida's winning the Central. Are right, you here? You heard it here first. So we got Vegas winning the West, and we got the number two seed Florida winning the Central. Uh, so if, if you're keeping track at home, that would mean uh, that's one two right now. Vegas is one, and Florida's two. If we receive it, all right. Let's go to the East. So Pittsburgh will play the Islanders, and we get the matchup, really matchup of of the first round right here when Washington plays Boston. Maybe the matchup of the playoffs, uh, aside from that Vegas Colorado matchup that might happen. Uh, so Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and the Islanders, uh, and and Boston and Washington. What do you got? 
Yeah, Pittsburgh and Washington, or sorry, the Islanders. Um, I just be, gave it to you. Yeah, I know. I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't uh, listening to you. Like, like my wife. Um, yeah, the Penguins and the Islanders, they'll be a really good matchup. Uh, the problem with the Islanders is that they are a very stingy team. Um, and Varlamov has been really good. He left, uh, I believe it was yesterday, with some sort of injury. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see what that is. Um, and as you and I know well, uh, Farley in the playoffs uh, is hot or cold. Oh, I stubbed my finger. Yeah. So, I'm out for six games. Yeah, my grind. You, 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 you have to say that this East, these three teams, Pittsburgh, Washington, and Boston, have the most playoff experience. They probably have a, an entire career's worth of playoff experience combined in, in, in these three teams. Oh, yeah. They, they wake up and piss playoff experience. Yeah. Um, so between Pittsburgh and Islanders, I'll go with Pittsburgh, uh, Sid, the kid, um, you know, their goaltending can be a little suspect at times, but that's just such a veteran and experienced team. I think they can break through the Islanders defense and, and get enough, um, Washington, Boston, like you said, might be the, at least certainly in the first round, probably the best playoff matchup. Um, this could very easily in a normal year be a conference finals matchup. Yeah, and it has been it. before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Washington, you got Ovi and his, uh, his great power play play. Uh, Boston, I think Boston took another step after that Taylor Hall trade because now they got two full lines. Their first line with Marchand, Bergeron, and uh, Pasternak. They, they call it the perfection line, which is kind of gross, but. Um, Boston is just so good um, that and they they've got better maybe not better goaltending but more consistent reliable goaltending so I'll take Boston in that series so I go Pittsburgh and Boston I'm going I'm going to Boston like I said two, two great series all right so Pittsburgh yep. so so Pittsburgh and Boston Boston comes out of the east so Boston the number three seed coming out of the east 73 points that would in our in our playoffs would put him in the number three seat. So right now we got Vegas, Florida, and Boston right now. So let's talk about the North thing. Toronto, obviously, did the division winner. They're number one. They'll play Montreal. Uh, Edmonton will will play Winnipeg. I think we already talked about this. This should be simple, right? It should, but again, it's <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> it should, it um, should be simple. Toronto should whoop Montreal. Edmonton should whoop Winnipeg. Toronto should whoop Edmonton. It, it should be fairly straightforward. Um, <laughs> is, that you know, we're go- is that what we're going with? All right, provi- provide me why. Provide me the reasons why it won't be. Other than you can't use because they made the playoffs in 2013 and got eliminated in the first round every single, every single year. Provide me the reasons why it's not going to be simple. Uh, Toronto and Montreal, I think, yes, that should be Toronto's uh, series to have. Montreal should have Carey Price back, their star goaltender. Um, but Carey Price has been okay. Um, you know, that shouldn't be an issue for Toronto. Um, I think Toronto has a little bit of an identity issue in net, um, kind of like Carolina and Florida do, where they have three, they have like four guys that are just recycled goalies that keep doing it for him. So that's a little bit of a concern, but Toronto's just too talented offensively. Edmonton, Winnipeg, um, as we mentioned before, Edmonton basically goes as far as McDavid and Dreisaitl. So yeah. if they can light it up and get four points between the two of them each game, which you might think is a high bar to meet, but they've been doing it all year. Um, granted, playoffs are a lot more tight uh, a lot more physical, um, so that could be an issue. But, you know, Winnipeg doesn't really scare me. They've got a good do- goaltender in Hellebuck, but they haven't been, like, jumping off the page by any means offensively to really carry the team. Um, you know, the wild card for Winnipeg might be Pierre-Luc Dubois, um, their star forward that they traded for. So if he can get hot... You know, maybe they make it a game, but yeah, between Toronto and Edmonton now, Toronto. <laughs> All right, so, Toronto, so Toronto's coming out of the north. 
Toronto, the number one seed with 76 points. So that puts it right now, Vegas with 80 points, they're the number one seed. Florida with 79 points, they're the number two seed. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs with 76 points are the number three seed. And Boston with 73 is the number four seed. So that would bring Vegas and Boston and Florida with home ice against Toronto. I'll give you my yeah. matchup. I, I think I think if if Col- if Colorado is a, I, I think the winner of Vegas Colorado wins the Stanley Cup. I don't I don't see a better team this year than a Vegas or a Colorado. Whoever wins that matchup, or really whoever comes out of the West. Sorry, if Colorado or Vegas come out of the West, if if for some reason Minnesota or St. Louis wins, and that throws everything into into chaos. But I, I think the winner of the West, be it. Vegas or Colorado wins the Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's fair. That's a very solid bet. I think the other one that I would throw out there is Boston. Like okay. I said, they've been they've been on a tear since the trade deadline. Um, that Taylor Hall trade has really turned them around. So um, that and they're so experienced and have that veteran leadership um, that could be an issue. Um, their power play and penalty kill is is very solid, very good. So. Between, yeah, Vegas and Colorado, who wins that? That's probably a safe bet. I think could at least make the finals. Um, and then for the other side, well, I guess we have here Vegas and Boston going the first round, or for the essentially the conference final. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one could easily go seven games. Yeah. Um, for the for the for the savvy betters out there right now, on Bovada plus five hundred Colorado Avalanche plus five fifty Vegas Knights. Are your are your number one and number two odds on favorites for the Stanley Cup? Yeah, it's those two are going to be are, are going to slaughter each other. Um, I don't know how many people watched the game, the last game against Vegas and Colorado, <laughs> but it was uh, nasty. It was playoff hockey. Um, it was it was a big win for Colorado. Uh, granted, Vegas only dressed fifteen players, ten forwards, and five defensemen, and they still gave Colorado a run for the money. So, you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great matchup with those two. Yeah. All right. So so Vegas so Vegas takes it, but but Boston gives them a run in seven games. So you heard it here first. So Vegas wins the Stanley Cup, uh, according to hockey analyst uh, Nevada Putnam, in seven games. Over well, if we Boston. have it that way, Vegas gets goes to the cup, and then between Florida and Toronto, no, before I'll, I'll Florida. Go. Or, I'll go Florida, and then I'll okay. still go Vegas over Florida. Okay, all right. So, so, oh, so, okay, I got it. So Vegas and Vegas and Boston in the semifinals go seven games. Vegas wins it in seven games. Vegas plays the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup. That's that's one thing that I think that I, I, I'd never be saying. That that's a pretty cut and dry series, though. I think against Florida. Yeah, if it gets to that point, I think yeah, Vegas is so good. Um, it'll be interesting to see a parade going down the Strip. I wonder what that would be like. May have to yeah. make a trip out there. Yeah, that would be that would be that would be pretty nice. We'll have to we'll have to throw it back. Uh, what was that? Two thousand and what? Two thousand thirteen? Two thousand twelve? When when you and I were when you and I were both in Vegas? Yeah. Uh, so that's New, New uh, Year's twenty twelve. New Year's New Year's twenty twelve. Uh, so that's 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 the conference uh, preview as you heard it, or the Stanley Cup preview as you heard it. Let's talk uh, a little bit for the for the next about ten minutes about uh, award winners. So just kind of give me your, since these are regular season-based awards, give me your, we talked at the beginning of the year. So break down for the people what you thought at the beginning of the year for your winners. And then just give me a list of, hey, this is who I believe won the award. And I'll chime in uh, with some uh, with some props. Uh, before we start, I did get the, I did get the Colorado Avalanche plus 600 at the beginning of the year to win the Stanley Cup, so. We'll see if that happens. All right. um, yeah, so let's see here. Uh, Selkie, the best defensive award. Uh, a lot of people kind of see it as the best all-around player. Um, in the beginning, I had um, Mark Stone, the forward from uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I think he – they kind of have him as either one or two. Um, so I'll, I will still go with Mark Stone. I like him. He's – He's a pest as far as getting the puck off of you, and you can't get the puck away from him. So I like uh, Mark Stone to win the, the Selkie this year. Okay. Uh, let's see here. The Jack Adams, the best coach in the league. Um, 
at the beginning of the year, I had Jared Bednar uh, of the Avalanche. And while he did well, I don't think he did enough, uh, especially considering what Minnesota did. Um, Minnesota's head coach, Dean Evison. Um, again, at the beginning of the year, this was a team that was like, well, there has, has to be four clubs in the in the division to get the playoffs, so Minnesota's going to get that fourth spot. Instead, in all reality, they were pretty much in the fight for uh, first in the division, um, but again, just ran out of ran out of games to play. So, I'll give it to Minnesota's uh, Dean Evison. I did have I did have Jared. If 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 Colorado does get it, which I don't think they're going to, Jared Bednar, I got nine plus nine fifty. Yeah, I I can't imagine what Dean Evison would have been at, um, but you would have made a lot of money. Um, Vezina, best goalie. Uh, beginning of the year, I had uh, Andre Vasilevsky from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, and it's really been his the whole time. Um, I know he's had some hiccups here and there, uh, but his numbers are very good. Um you could argue maybe Mark Andre Fleury as well. Again, he he played so well when Robin Leonard was out. He basically played every single game, and he still had great numbers. Um, but Vasquez, he does it for me. If you actually look at his numbers, they're by and large better. So uh, he was the odds-on favorite at the beginning of the year, and I, I see him going. Uh, Plus uh, plus plus six fifty at the beginning of the year, and we took them. So if you're a uh, if if you rode with us, that's a that's some nice change right there for plus six fifty as the odds on favorite. Yep, uh, Calder Trophy for the best rookie. Um, this one I went out on a limb and went with the uh, Stutzel from the Stutzel. Ottawa Senators. Stutzel, um, and he did well, but he's not. He didn't do Calder well. Um, I know the favorite was. Igor Shesterkin, the goalie from the Rangers. And we already talked about their goal differential, so you can uh, forget about that. Uh, but yeah, the Calder for this year is going to be Kirill Kaprizov, the forward from Minnesota Wild. He was, uh, there's a lot of debate going on as far as like, well, is he actually eligible because he's so older? He played three or four years in the Russian KHL, you know, so does he actually qualify? Yes, he yeah, qualifies. He's so, a rookie. <laughs> Yeah, so he he wins. Remember uh, the movie The Rookie, where a forty-year-old guy is in the MLB? That's because he's a rookie. It's because it's your first time in the bigs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I I will go with uh, uh, Kirill Kaprizov. He's got that one locked up. There's some argument about uh, Robertson from Dallas Stars, but Kirill just Kirill just did it uh, from the start of the season all the way through. So we'll give it to him. Uh, the Norris, the best D-man. Um, this one is is tough. In the beginning of the year, I had uh, Kale McCarr from the Avs win in it. Uh, but really, there was you could have picked probably six, seven, eight different guys to win it. Um, there's some scuttlebutt, you know, for McCarr to still win it because he's got he's four points behind the leading defenseman in the league for points, and he's played eleven less games. He's averaging right at one point a game, and the next closest I think was like point eight or something like that. So he's got the points, but um, if you want to go safe bet, it would probably still be uh, Victor Hedman from Tampa. He'll probably win it. It'll be between him and probably Adam Fox from the Rangers, but um, I think Hedman's got this one. If you if if you rode with us on Kale McCarr, he was plus one thousand at the beginning of the year for the Norris Trophy, and I think there is there is kind of that legitimate buzz that you know he's if you're looking at it from a highlight reel perspective, he is a highlight reel defenseman and could maybe sway some votes that way. Yeah, when you can skate with both of your feet pointing in opposite directions, <laughs> and it gets it's get it's, the move gets its own name called the Gumby. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. So, um, Rocket Richard was top goal scorer um, at the beginning of the year. Had Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews got it. Uh, I uh, don't have the numbers in front of me. That's plus three fifty, by the way, for people who wrote Austin Matthews. So that's uh, that's a pretty good yeah. one. Uh, I, he was at forty. 
40 some odd goals in uh, for the year, which is just ridiculous. Not as ridiculous as Connor McDavid's points. Um, but yeah, 40 goals in 50 games played. So um, Austin Matthews ran away with it. He started off slow, but just turned it on. Um, so Matthews has that one. Art Ross, uh, the point scorer. Uh, for that, I had, beginning of the year, I had uh, Connor McJesus from the Edmonton Oilers. And um, it wasn't close. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't. wasn't uh... <laughs> wasn't close. Um, I can't imagine his betting odds were that great, but you still won money. Yeah. Um, he's at 102 points, and I think they still have... Do they still have a game to play? I can't remember. Uh, yes. Yeah, they got a game to play. Uh, yeah, it looks like they still have two games to play. Oh, well, there we so, go. Um, 104. I know throughout the season, people are like, oh, well, can he get 100? And now it's like, oh, shit. Can he, can he double up? You know, games played? You know, which is, that's going to be way too high, but still. Over 100 points in 56 games, all, averaging almost two points a game. That's just... Ridiculous. Um, nobody's done that since Mario Lemieux back in the 90s, so it's been a minute. Um, and then for the Hart Trophy, the MVP, I think this one probably goes back to McJesus. Um, his his offs, offensive season this year was just dominant. Again, we haven't seen anything like this since Mario Lemieux. Um, and that guy was, he was, he was all right. Um, so, yeah. Hart Trophy MVP. I don't see how Connor McDavid doesn't doesn't take this one as well. So he's going to go home with two. Yeah. So if 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 you were if you're tuning in at home, we pretty much nailed only three of those. So the Vasile, the Vasilevsky one, uh, the maybe the Kale McCarr one that could be a nice win, uh, and then the uh, Rocket Richard with with Austin Matthews. So that's uh, that's uh, our. We'll, we'll do uh, after the after the playoffs are over. Obviously, we'll do a. Uh, We'll do a like a total season recap, uh, and and we'll tell you what our thoughts were on the uh, on the playoffs. But before we before we bid adieu to hockey analyst Nevada Putnam, uh, we asked you two trivia questions at the beginning of the podcast. We said, "What was the most combined penalty minutes in a single period in NHL history?" The most combined penalty minutes in a single period in NHL history is the two thousand three two thousand four Philadelphia Flyers and Ottawa Senators. So they combined for 409 penalty minutes in the third period of a March 5th hockey match. Uh, question, how, how many minutes are in a game? Uh, that's a great question. Let's see. Uh, Quick maths. 60. Carry 60. the one. Okay. 60. Yes. So <laughs> four, 409 penalty minutes in a 20-minute period. Uh, so apparently this, this, this Flyers-Senators uh, game uh, – started because uh, a previous meeting between the two teams. Um, I'm going to say some old names here. Uh, Martin Havlick from Ottawa swung his stick at Mark Retchie's head uh, with just mm. under two minutes to go in the game. Uh, Donald Brashear and Rob Ray uh, engaged in a fight. Uh, while Brashear was skating back off to the penalty box, he got in another fight. Uh, and then all the play- play- players on the ice got in a fight. For the next two playoffs, or the next two face-offs to start the game, entire fights broke out between the lines. That's three lines of fights. Uh, and in the third restart, uh, the crowd booed when the uh, they did not immediately drop the gloves again. But 30 seconds later, two more fights had broken out. Uh, and then a final fight happened after the, uh, after the fourth face-off, featuring uh, Jason Spezza, and Patrick Sharp, Patrick Sharp was involved in this game. The the uh, the the old, very old Patrick Sharp. Um. So. Drop the puck. Uh, drop the gloves. Yeah. Dance partner. Grab the Donnybrook. Uh, it was a, this was this was the ultimate Donnybrook, uh, and actually it caused a rule change. So at the start of the 2005-2006 season, the NHL introduced a rule that punished anyone instigating a fight within the final five minutes of the game with a one-game suspension to prevent uh, similar inc- uh, incidents from occurring. Uh, 
And then we also – and, and yeah, boo, stupid NFL. And we also – or stupid NHL. And then we also asked you how many teams who won the President's Trophy also won the Stanley Cup. So we said the President's Trophy started in 1985 and the 1985-1986 season. Uh, only eight of the 35 teams who've won the President's Trophy have won the Stanley Cup. Just as many – We I, this was a trivia question we asked – uh, in in recent episodes or in early episodes, if you guys remember, and if I remember correctly, as many teams as have won the Stanley Cup have been eliminated in the first round. Hmm. I think it's eight teams have won the Stanley Cup and seven teams have been eliminated in the first round. So you got to love hockey. The last team to win it was the 2011 or the 2012, 2013 Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. So. so, yeah, we got uh, Edmonton, 86-87, Flames, 88-89, Rangers, 93-94, Stars, 98-99, Avs, 2001, The Dead Things, 01-02, The Dead Things, 07-08, and then Jermaine's Blackhawks, 12-13. Yep. That's right. So, I'm looking forward to these playoffs. It's going to be nasty. I mean, most people that really watch sports, they – tend to agree like hockey playoffs are the best playoffs. I think this year's going to be even better just based on, like we said, it's not one versus eight. It's one versus four. We're basically starting at the semifinals in round one. Yeah. So grab your beer, grab your butts. It's going to be a ride. Yep. Watch, watch, grab, grab your butts. But yeah. Uh, thank you, Nevada resident room 303 podcast analyst. We'll have you back on for uh, after the playoffs. Well, when the playoffs end, so we can talk, uh, we can talk more NHL. But uh, it was great to have you on. Remember, everybody, follow Podcast Room Three Hundred Three Instagram and Twitter. Uh, what do you got for the people in Nevada before we send it off? Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Buy yourself some gold cans and enjoy life. Hey, everybody! Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, "I knew"? Insert player name here. Was going to do that. Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution, the Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose five out of ten player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify.